0: You can go ahead and be seated. Okay, so this morning, I want us to just kind of think back to our childhood. Think back to our childhood of when you were somewhere and your mom or dad forgot to pick you up. It's your mom or dad, you know, you're waiting around and they just, they're not there. They're not coming. Or or maybe you're even that mom and dad that forgets their kids right now. Right, Tarek? Yeah. Think, think, of, think of those times. Now, Kim, with our kids were little and we would have to go pick them up before a driver's license, I'd always say, come on, we've got to go pick them up. We gotta, it's time to leave. We, we need to leave. And she'd look at me and go, why are you wanting to leave like two hours early to go pick up these kids? And, well, the reason was is because my mom was the mom that always forgot me. I was the one that was always the last one to be picked up. Sometimes it would be two hours go by, and I would still be there, and the teacher or whoever, or the coach would go, dude, you're on your own. I got to leave, so goodbye. So I'm there all by myself, and remember those feelings you would feel? You'd feel, first you'd you you'd feel, oh, it's going to be okay. She's just a few minutes late. She'll be here any minute now. Car comes by, or you hear a noise, and you look, and well, it's not her. So then some fear maybe steps in, or, or just sadness or something, and then the next thing you know, you might even get mad. You might go, "Where is she? Why isn't she here? But then th- all of that kind of just turns into sadness. You start crying. You're maybe sobbing. Tears are running down your eyes. And then before you, well, not before you know it. It's about two hours later. You hear a car and it sounds familiar. So you run to the window and you, you look and sure enough, it's your mom. So you run outside and she parks and she gets out. And you have this hallmark moment. Everybody hugs, and everybody's smiling, and it's all wondering, where were you? And then all of a sudden, your face, you just stop. Your face is red, your ears are red, and you just go, did you forget me? And you're just mad, and you're angry. And, well, today we're going to look at, we're going to continue with Joseph. And I think this is maybe something where he might have been at this state. Now, just to kind of recap and catch you back to where we were last week where we left off, Joseph is in prison, remember? He, he, he was thrown in prison for a crime he didn't commit, that he was actually innocent. He was innocent. He was in, he was in jail for being innocent. And God was with Joseph, the warden sighed, and so the warden put Joseph in charge of everything. And remember I said about the dreams. So he had these dreams. He had these 11 bundles of grain. They were bowing down to Joseph. Joseph's bundle and then there was the moon and the sun and 11 stars and they were bowing down to Joseph. Now, these dreams, you know, we put those in the back of our mind. Last week, we didn't see anything even remotely close to that happening to him. These dreams were not being fulfilled. Also, we see his brothers, his brothers hated him. They sold him into slavery, was, was was accused of a crime he didn't commit and ultimately thrown in the jail that he is now. And Joseph's care we looked at, at some of the things he was quick to speak, that he was would just didn't even think about telling his family these dreams and didn't think that they would even care. Because he didn't have a filter, he didn't know when to keep his mouth quiet. And maybe because his dad made him this special robe, and maybe because it even said that his his dad loved him more than the others, that maybe Joseph was a little prideful, maybe he's a little self-centered, that maybe he didn't really care what other people thought around him. He didn't really care about the words he used or how he talked to people. But now he's sitting here in prison and maybe he's asking him that question. Maybe he's going, God, did you forget about me? So remember, okay, remember these dreams you gave me? God, how is this ever gonna happen? I'm sitting here in prison. He goes God, did you forget about me? I'm wondering, how is this ever gonna re- come to reality? Maybe there's times for us when we've asked that question. Saying, God, did you forget about me? Saying, God, remember, remember that stuff? All those, those things that we have in our lives that we have that maybe they're dreams, maybe they're visions, maybe they're things that we want to strive to be. Maybe they're just circumstances in our lives that make us feel that maybe God forgot about us. Maybe God forgot about me. I think of things like, like I've lost my job don't have a job anymore and I have, you know what God I have, I have bills to pay I can't seem to find another job I don't I don't get it I don't understand Can I, hey God what about me did you forget about me tragic deaths that's where a loved one has died and it's just unexpected and we we might one think of like I don't I don't understand this God did you forget about me I had these dreams I had these 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 goals these ambitions and this this happened and COVID-19 is a situation where there's lots of things going on with that. From what we saw this past week of just something is, I can't go watch my kid go play football or volleyball. Like, I want to do that. But maybe there's even people going, God, did you forget about me in that? Like, this is, this is something that I want to do. And it, that's pretty minor. But also things like, we have a lot of protests going on. You also back, take a step back and you go, what are the reasons for the protests? Some of those people might be feeling, hey, God, did you forget about me? Why is this happening? Did you forget about me? And then you have the the riots going on, lives being lost, and you have businesses being burned and, and the looting that's going on. Some of these, these businesses have been in there for generations through the family. Those business owners might be coming, looking at this, going, I don't understand. I don't understand how this happened. Could you, did you forget about me? What's going on? As I said, Joseph's in prison. He's probably wondering these dreams about his brother and his family bowing down. He's going, how is this ever going to happen in jail? Wondering, where is God? Where is God in, in this? How are these dreams going to come to reality? But I think during those times when we feel alone, maybe when we feel like God's not there, that really God's giving us, he's given us time to grow up. That it might feel like maybe God's forgotten about us. may feel like we're by ourselves. But He's what he's really doing is he's giving us time to grow up. Now, we'll see next week, and we'll see part of this week, that God had a plan for Joseph. God had a plan for his life. That he's using these circumstances he's in right now, and using these circumstances that he's been in, to to prepare him for what's ahead, that he's shaping his character in him. He's using these to, to develop him to, so that he'll be prepared for what's ahead. Today we're going to look at Genesis 40 and 41. We're not going to read the whole thing because they're long chapters. We'll, uh, you'll, you'll In their devos this week, you'll be able to read those and, and, and study those a little bit more. But we're introduced to a couple, couple new people. Introduce the the Pharaoh's cupbearer and his chief baker. Now what happens is Pharaoh gets mad at them and he takes them and he throws them into jail. Throws them into actually the same jail that Joseph is in. So Joseph is then put in charge of them. And one night both of these people, the cupbearer and the the baker, both have these dreams. They don't understand them. They're confusing to them and they're upsetting them. And we look at and in uh, Genesis 46 to 8 and we see the first little glimpse of Joseph growing up these are the words it says it says when Joseph saw them the next morning he noticed that they both looked upset why do you look so worried today he asked them and they replied we both had dreams last night but no one can tell us what they mean interpreting dreams is God's business Joseph replied go ahead and tell you, tell me your dreams. Did you notice anything in this? It's a little different from last week. I think what we notice is that there's some compassion, that there's some kindness, and there's some humility out of Joseph. That Joseph's actually maybe a little bit concerned about somebody else. That he he notices that these two people are upset. He's actually aware of his surroundings. And we also see that Joseph is saying, this is God's business to interpret dreams. And we see Joseph willing to help. That character in Joseph is starting to be developed. Before, like I mentioned, we see his brother, he just tells his brothers the way it is. He didn't care what they thought. There wasn't any kindness, wasn't any compassion. And there really wasn't any humility in there. Then that's probably because also he was dad's favorite. So he could get away with whatever he wanted to and he, he knew he probably wasn't gonna be punished. And Joseph is noticing those around him. Last week his brothers hated him and he didn't seem to realize that. He just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and and tattling on them. And kind of like Joseph was just wrapped up in his own little world. His own little world that was all about Joseph. Kind of oblivious to people's needs around him. And he was showing compassion and he was showing kindness to this cupbearer and to this baker. So what about us? Is there times when maybe we can think about things when when maybe we're going through some so that there's some character that we are developing that God wants us to develop? Those things that maybe we look at them and it's not how I had planned. Emphasis on I. wasn't, because this was my plan. This wasn't God's plan. And, And there's situations where I just need to learn compassion and kindness and humility. Now I think Marriage is one of those things where you can't help but to develop those things when you're married. I think God uses that as a, as a school almost so that we can learn those things. And it's, it's probably good that my wife is much more compassionate and kind and, hu- and has humility than I do because there's lots of times when I say something and I'm, I'm kind of in that jail too. I'm in that doghouse where I'm not having a lot of compassion and I'm not being very kind Kind of like when my wife says to me, she goes, I've got nothing to look forward to because of this Rona, because of this Rona virus. Like everything is gone. Like there's nothing I can, there's, there's nothing to look forward to because there's no, I, I'm so limited in what I can do. And being the kind, compassionate person I am, I go, well, what are you going to do about it? You can't do anything about it. So you know what, just deal with it. Just deal with them, just them. you got to figure it out. Just go. That's all you got to do. Well, as you can imagine, I have some growing up to do when I give that response. I, I, I'm not showing a lot of kindness, not showing a lot of compassion. In fact, I'm, at that point, I'm needing to have some kindness and compassion, but I'm also needing to very quickly ask for some forgiveness also because I, I wasn't very compassionate, wasn't very kind. We see Joseph needing to grow up, and he was growing up. Now, God hadn't forgotten about him. God was still with him. He was guiding him. He was revealing things to him, and he was just helping him grow up. He was giving him time to grow up for what was ahead in Joseph's life. Now, Joseph, there was other things that Joseph needed to grow up in. We're going to look at Genesis forty-four verses 14 and 15. And this is Joseph, he's talking to his cupbearer, and this is, these are words he says to him. He says, and please remember me, and do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh, so he might let me out of this place, for I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I'm here in prison, but I did nothing to deserve it. Joseph had interpreted this cupbearer's dream, and it was, a, it was a dream saying, you know what, in three days you're going to be restored to your position. And what Joseph is doing is he's, he's trusting the cupbearer to improve his current situation. And we see him also saying, you know what, it's unfair that I'm in here. That, that I don't deserve this. So, we see Joseph, he's kind of relapsing. It's kind of going back to that, that little world that it's all about me. That he's, he's, he's was caring about others and we saw a glimpse of that but he's he's kind of looking at himself now. He's kind of being self centered again, but he's still working on that humble servant part. He's still working on those things to develop in character, kinda like we do through life. We just we just need to continue to work on that. But I see another thing that Joseph's trying to develop here. He's working on trust. That Joseph needed to trust God to improve his circumstances he had put his trust in God but instead by him asking this cupbearer this what I see is that he's putting his trust in the cupbearer you see him him putting his trust in the Pharaoh the cupbearer telling the Pharaoh and then the Pharaoh pardoning him and letting him out Now we don't really know how much Joseph did trust God and like, like I've asked that question maybe Joseph was wondering it's God, God did you forget about me here in prison so he tried to take things into his own hands he's going what about these dreams I had God did you forget about me let me read Psalm 118:8 to you it said it was better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people like I said Joseph was trusting in his cupbearer on the Pharaoh to get him out of prison Psalm 37 five tells us, Commit everything you do to the Lord, trust Him, and He will help you. He says, people will fail you. I'll fail you. We'll fail each other. But you know what? God never will. God's not going to fail us. He never will fail us. Now, I want us to think of those times when we you know, you'll be talking to somebody and they'll say, you know what, I'll pray for you. I say, Grove, I'll pray for you. Grove just tells me this story and, it, and he needs prayer. And so it's, you know, so it's, Grove, I'll pray for you. And then I just leave and, and I go and I go about my business. And you know what, I never pray for Grove because I forgot. It never happens. So side note on that, maybe when Grove tells me something, I just need to pray for him right there. Because I'll fail him. I'll forget I won't remember that. And the, the, the point I want to make is that, thank goodness, it's not up to me for, for God to work, for God to do things. Because, like I said, I'll fail, I'll forget. But that's the thing God doesn't forget. God doesn't fail us. Put our trust in him, and he'll, he does remember. He won't forget us, and he won't fail us. So Joseph is learning to trust He's learning to trust in God. Now, remember there was two guys. There was the cupbearer and there was the baker. So we need to tell you about the baker's dream. The baker's dream wasn't as nice. The baker's dream, the outcome wasn't as good. So he he interprets the baker's dream and the baker's, he says to the baker, he says, you know what? In three days, you're going to be put to death and the birds are going to eat your flesh. So that's not a very nice outcome. Joseph probably is still working on that gentleness piece. He's still probably working on that in his character, but I'm not exactly sure how you break that news to somebody. That, that one's not very easy to gentle, but I think he's still working on that. Joseph's still growing up. Now I want you to read, I want you, I want to read you Genesis, the end of 40 and the beginning of 41. This is what it says. It says, The cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him i said people fail us cupbearer failed him joseph put his trust in him and he failed him let him down it's a good thing god doesn't fail we'll see that that god didn't fail joseph he remembered him when two full years had passed pharaoh had a dream now two years have passed since the cupbearer was free i think joseph had to learn patience you had to learn patience. Joseph, if you remember, he was 17 years old when he was sold into slavery. They'd say it was 13 years before Pharaoh had his dreams. Before Pharaoh had his dreams. And when Pharaoh had his dreams, none of these magicians, none of the magicians that Pharaoh had, none of the wise men that he had could interpret any of the dreams that he had. They didn't know what it meant. And so Pharaoh was is is looking for someone to so he knows what these dreams mean and since the cupbearer the cupbearer it's with pharaoh all the time and so he's seeing this going on all will send the the cupbearer goes oh joseph why i'm here today i hey pharaoh i know this dude i know this guy he interpreted this dream and this the baker's dream and and remember when you threw us into prison and we had these dreams and this is what happened and it just happened just as it said. So Pharaoh's like, well, why are you still here? Go get this guy. So they, they get Joseph, they bring him to Pharaoh and so, so Joseph can interpret these dreams. But this was 13 years. 13 years Joseph had to wait, 13 years before he had this opportunity it's a pretty long time to answer that question that probably Joseph might have been asking. He said, God, did you forget about me? And like I've said, let me say again, God never forgets about us. Never forgets about us. There's, lot, there's several places in the Bible where it, where it, it shows us that. I'm going to read, read you Deuteronomy 31, 6 and 8. Verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Another one we're, we're pretty familiar with is Joshua 1.5. Be on your screen. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. God does not fail us. He does not abandon us. God does not forget about us. But Joseph needed to grow up. He wasn't ready. He needed to grow up. Now, if you remember, Joseph had this coat of many colors. This coat of many colors, he didn't have it anymore. So what really is, Joseph had to get a new robe. Joseph had to get a new robe. If you look at Colossians 3.12, this is what it says. Since God chose you to be the holy people, he, he loves you, must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. All of these things Joseph needed to clothe himself with. All of these things he needed to grow up in to prepare him for this next part of his life. This next chapter in his life now let me finish just a just syn- synopsis of, of Pharaoh's I'm not gonna say the tell the dreams but what the interpretation was so Pharaoh has these dreams and Joseph interprets these dreams and he says okay here's the deal you're gonna have send seven years of abundant crops seven th- the biggest crops you've ever seen bumper crops like you're going it's gonna be busting at the seams Followed by seven years of famine. And these seven years of famine are going to be so bad that you're going to forget all about these crops. Because it's, it's going to be devastating. And Pharaoh, what you need to do is you need to appoint somebody that in these seven good years so that you can store up food, so you can store the grain. You can do all this stuff so that in this seven years of famine that there's, there'll be food to eat. And if you don't do this, this famine's going to be so devastating that the land will just be destroyed. So, Pharaoh needs to find somebody. Pharaoh looks, can't find anybody. There's nobody to do this job except for one person. One person is Joseph. So, Joseph is appointed to be second in command. Only person higher than him is Pharaoh. Pharaoh gives him his ring and says, Here, here, you're in charge. So Joseph goes from being in jail to now he's the ruler of the land. He's in charge of everything. But without God giving him time to grow up, this, this promotion, I think, could have ended much different than it did. And we're, we'll look at that next week. We're going to look at the, how, how this all ended up next week. But if Joseph couldn't have put on this new robe, this new robe that he had with mercy, with kindness with humility with gentleness and patience Joseph could have put on a different robe remember all the things that happened in his life Joseph could have put on this robe that was that was made him prideful this robe that could have made him very bitter this robe that remember all the stuff that happened that he wanted revenge could have put a robe that you i want revenge for all those people that have harmed me and you could have been cruel just lacking empathy i don't think i like that robe very much that's not the robe that i want to wear now back to us all of us in this room maybe some of us maybe some of us don't but maybe we're asking that question we're in going through some and say god you forgot about me that hey I'm still here but I feel like you forgot about me I'm going to say again he hasn't know that know that he has not forgotten about you but maybe there is something that we need to grow up in maybe that God's preparing us to be ready for something we don't understand it we don't know it but whatever it is it's going to be glorious it's going to be glorious whatever God's preparing for us now now I'm going to tell you a story of about five or six years ago. I was given an opportunity. Five or six years ago, I was given an opportunity to travel the world. I was given the opportunity to to help people, to share the gospel with people all over the world, to explore. Just it, it was adventure. To Go to places that I've never been before, to go to places and also just meet with people and, and create new relationships and, and new in hopes of just helping them, helping them to find Jesus and do all these things. And it it really was like, I couldn't ask for a better job. I was excited about it. I was going, hey, this is, I like this idea. So God would start this path, and I started going down this path and started working towards that. And I would be like right on the verge of, you know, when you take that step and then you're, you go for it, I'd be like, I'd, my foot would be out there. And that's all it went. And I just, I got mad. Went to God. I said, God, remember? Remember this you put in my heart? I go, why are you doing this? Did you forget about me? Did you forget? Did you forget about this? Like, why would you do this? I was mad. We fought. God and I fought. We wrestled about that quite a bit. And what I'm realizing now is that I was growing up. I wasn't ready for that then. I wasn't close to being ready for that. God giving me time to grow up. And he's still giving me time to grow up. Well, fast forward that a little bit. It's because that was, that was some of my plan. God had a different plan. God God picked me up from there when that was a dead end. When I finally realized I was a dead end. And he brought me over here and he brought me here. He put me here because he was giving me time to grow up. I wasn't ready for either place there. And like I said, it was glorious. This is glorious. That's an attribute to all of you. This This is where I belonged. It wasn't over there because I wasn't ready for that. I needed to grow up. And that robe, that coat I would have put on over there, wasn't the coat that I put on over here. Full of kindness, gentleness, compassion, humility, all of those things that you needed. Like Joseph. And the ironic thing is, as I think about, as I was going over this, I thought about this, I said, you know, okay, so Stan's the lead pastor. We'll put him, call him Pharaoh. Well, he's put me as his assistant pastor, second in command, kind of like Joseph. And I just just thought the irony of that was just kind of of funny. Like it was interesting of how that, how it fits into this story. So I asked, where does God have you? Where does God have you? Is there something he's asking you to grow up in? Is there something he's got for you? He hasn't forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about you. But he does want us to grow up. We need to realize he's patient. He's kind. He's gentle. But he's going to give us time to grow up. Just like Joseph. Let's pray. Lord, I just... In this room, Lord, if there is just all of us Lord there's things in our lives Lord that we just need to grow up and just thank you that you are so kind and so gentle and, and you give us the time and you you help us along the way and you show us the things that we need to show and I just if, if there's people here Lord that you know that there's something that God is working in your life to grow up if, if you want to just raise your hand up you don't need to look at me just raise your hand mm-hmm. and I'll I'll just acknowledge that and say, you know what? I'm going to grow up, God. I'm going to take that time. I'm going to trust in you and believe in you. You guys can put your hand down. And just know that God hasn't forgotten you. Just know that that, that God is, is, he is, he's asking you maybe to put on that new robe, put on that new coat. Now, some of us, maybe there's a, our first thing of growing up is we need to grow up and, and, and recognize who God is. That we need to recognize that, that you sent your son to die for us, sent your son to, for our, to pay the cost for our sins. Maybe it's stuff that you know, but you need, to, you need to take that first step of growing up and saying yes to him. So if that's you today, if you want to just raise your hand and say yes to God, say yes, then I'm, I'm, I'm turning my life over to you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say yes and I'm going to start this process of growing up. Lord, just thank you for everybody in this room. Just help us all to grow up. In your name we pray. Amen. Will you stand with us? We'll finish with a song here, please. You guys, let's give them a round of applause this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. Job. Did the worship team do a great job today? Let's give them that, that man God put him. So, just a reminder, we do have the pantry out there. It's not just for single people or just individuals. It's you know just families, just people that just you know. We need a little extra help. We need a little extra food. and um, So it's out there for anybody. And uh, you can see the people out there at the, at the pantry to do that. But this week, I just really want well, last to, year, last week was do the right thing. This week, if there's something, let's just grow up this week. Whatever it is that God wants us to do. Have a good week.